Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. So glad to have you here. Uh, whether you are a first-time listener or you've been subscribed for a while, just appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, we'd love if you would go ahead and do that. Leave us a review and then share it with anybody who you think would uh, would enjoy this show as well. Um, on today's episode, we're making a cocktail called the Amaretto Sour with a little bit of a twist. Um, it's got some bourbon in it as well. If you want to know how to make this cocktail yourself, you can head over to our website, www.letsdrinkandthink.com. That's where you can also submit recipes uh, for a cocktail that you'd like us to make. We'd be, uh, we'd be happy to try out anything you got. So that's the cocktail we're going to enjoy. And then in the studio today, we've got our friend Andrew Heilman with us. And we're just going to have a real candid conversation about his journey with cancer and uh, how that plays into Christianity. So uh, grab something cold and stick around and let's dive on in. Cheers. All right. Amarato Sour. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man, I love bitters. Oh, this one's good. This is good. Make sure and get down past the foam. Remember that from the Boston Sour. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, uh, funny story real quick. Kevin, wins. We, ha- we have made a couple of these types of drinks with the That Edmonton. episode's come out already. By the way, if I mean if oh, you're really? gonna reference the Boston Sour, it's out. I, yeah, but I don't know if he has seen that. I don't know. Yeah, I have not yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, Kevin, I forgot. Failure. What was that about? Kevin was very uh, hesitant to drink a cocktail like this. Have <laughs> oh, the yeah. foam on top. Yep. Just goes in, drinks nothing but foam. Said, "I don't like this it. Is, <laughs> this is bland. <laughs> I don't like, I like this." Yeah. Um, uh, and I asked for a straw. Yeah, that's nobody this, gave me one. Well, they go quicker that way. Okay, if you remember, I said that the Boston Sour was my favorite cocktail we've made. Mm-hmm. This is right up there with that. I think I just like sour cocktails with uh, egg in them, with egg white on top. Uh, this is delicious. Uh, I was gonna, you know, taste know. taste the <laughs> na. Uh, interesting story. The amaretto sour is the first cocktail I ever had when I became of legal drinking age. Long time ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago but, this uh, is more like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it so much. This is way different. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's because the, the same. Because the smell of your Amaretto yeah. and my N.A. was identical. almost identical. Yeah. This one, uh, what I would say is is different. This actually tastes like a cocktail. It's in a, it, you could definitely tell that it's got alcohol in it. This one almost seems like a, um, you could tell it could be a cocktail, cause, mm-hmm. but it's like, this is one of those that are really like fruitified to really get past the people who don't like the, the smell or the taste of actual sure. alcohol. So it's kind of got that uh, mix to it. It's not bad, but it's much sweeter than this is. It's very mm. fruit f- fruity. Yeah. You know, it does. It tastes uh, very fruity. What do you what do you, you think of this cocktail? I, I could drink uh, I could drink glasses of this as long as you take that foam off the top. Take the top of that because yeah, the, the actual liquid tastes great. It's I wonder great. if we made one without the foam if you actually say that or i wonder if we just shook it less well i mean we've yeah. noticed already the the yeah. foam in an na is substantially different right. or if we scraped it off the top or drank it with a straw <laughs> huh? what's the thing with the foam <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna make kevin a cosmo next time like <laughs> we, holy should. we should we should make cosmos we should make cosmos an apple teeny yeah yeah sex on the beach yeah, yeah. there we go what is this this is delicious it's got a straw and everything <laughs> andrew welcome yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, what do you think of the uh, amaretto sour? First of all, 
Have you ever had an amaretto sour? I never have. Second of all, do you know what an amaretto sour is? Well, I do now. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> do you know what a mixed cocktail is? I do know what a okay. mixed cocktail is. All That's right. whiskey and ice. <laughs> it's mixed with the ice. Yeah. Oh, perfect. You know, I sense a theme from a lot of our guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's why I had to ask those. Yeah. Those yeah, like yeah. the initial three no, questions. I, now I think this would be great for like an after dinner drink, especially. Mm. Um, I don't think it would be one that you mix up a pitcher and. <laughs> yeah, I think it could. I mean, you, start you could. You, you, you could, but I think the uh, citrusy would really start working on your yeah. stomach a little bit. And, for sure. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Overall, I think it's a good cocktail. Too. Are you guys in yours? I mean, we know in the NA versions, you know, none of that bite comes through. Yeah. Um, are you guys getting any of the bourbon in yours? Or is I'm the not. amaretto no, still overpowering? Yeah, amaretto yeah. kind of takes care of it. And, and we, um, the, the bourbon that we use is a really smooth bourbon to begin yeah. with. And we, I think we talked about in the cocktail mix, we like using the 100 proof. It has a little bit more bite, comes mm -hmm. through a little heavier, especially in a drink with this many ingredients. But I would say that this is still pretty good. It mine is balanced very well. Yeah. I just wonder if doing uh, one ounce, one ounce would be better than oh, yeah, one and a half yeah. of amaretto. And yeah, know. I would definitely either be that or to try. even just uh, go with a stronger, like more uh, substantial sure. bourbon. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe a rye if you want to get really some of that bitter in there. We should do the rye. All right, we'll be back. We're going to make another one. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> there, there's no rye NA substitute, though. Maybe I'll add well, some liquid stuff. Liars, if you could please <laughs> there change you go. that. Liars, we're looking for sponsorships. And we so. will make the rye whiskey. Uh, I think this is a great cocktail Agreed. anybody should make. Agreed. Yeah. So I would agree. agree. I like it. Four for four. Four for yep. four. Make yep. it. Uh, send us your comments. Let us know if you mm -hmm. made any adjustments, especially adding more bourbon. If yep. you did, let us know if you loved it too. If you want to know the recipe for this drink, you can find it at our website, letsdrinkandthink.com, and we will put in there an alternate version of the one ounce of amaretto and one ounce of bourbon as well. So, uh, Do you think if we ever like get like main uh, course, because we have some sponsors, but like main course sponsors, we're going to start like sponsoring them or just keep doing our own? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Why don't, you know what? The first sponsor who wants to hit us up, we'll do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, bourbon's not cheap, so thanks. And we'll see where it goes from there. So, um, Andrew, welcome. It's good to have you on the show. Like I said, good to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking some time out. Uh, you, you heard in the intro, and I know I talked to you about yeah. this earlier, we're going to talk about cancer and Christianity because that's really your story. So... Do you kind of want to give, uh, we all know your story personally, mm. but maybe not the listeners or the watchers do. Do you want to kind of give us like a short two-minute synopsis of, of your story? So September 11th of all days, 2020, I was diagnosed with uh, squamous cell carcinoma. Um, it's a oral cancer of my gums. It's also a skin cancer, but I had it in my gums. Didn't know what that meant. Um, they thought it was fairly early stage. Um, once they got in investigating... They upgraded me to a stage three, um, had all the scans ahead of time, went and uh, had an operation in which they removed six of my teeth. They took gum tissue out, replaced it with tissue from my leg. Um, I had several months of recovery. After that, I started... Uh, chemo and radiation um oh i also forgot they cut me from ear to ear and took out 53 lymph nodes out of my neck 
which I didn't know you had that many I, to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I had no clue. 53, I'm like, I got that one in there. One left. <laughs> He's a trooper. <laughs> um, so I did a full gambit of chemo and radiation. Um, probably the worst part of the entire journey was the radiation. Um, up until April of 21, I had just got my six month all clear i believe it was and i was ecstatic went out and celebrated everything else two days later i got a call that they saw a spot that they want to do a biopsy and i got to have round two of cancer uh, with round two they took five more teeth uh, as well as a underlying gum tissue they took a strip out of my shoulder that goes from here all the way down to here, and they uh, <clears throat> they uh, sorry, that's a tough one to remember. Um, they brought it up through my neck without detaching the vessels because the radiation had destroyed them, and put it in my mouth. The swelling that ensued was so great that they had to intubate me and put me on a ventilator. I spent two days in the ICU and then another 14 days in the hospital before I could even go home. And then another six months on my road to recovery just to heal from that. Hmm. And how many surgeries all told have you gone through now? Including infections and the cancer resections, I think I'm up to seven. So seven and teeth surgeries. anchors and... yeah. In addition to the radiation and the multiple, yeah. Yes, uh, 35 rounds of radiation and three doses of uh, high-dose zisplatin chemo is what it's mm -hmm. called. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, it, what even made it harder was my uh, dad had pancreatic cancer at the same time, and he actually won his battle with cancer in january of 21 or february of 21 um i had moved them into my house and he was on hospice in my basement so can cancer really touched us for quite a while there when when you say won his battle he passed he you know he died but the cancer died with him so mm -hmm. at the very least that's a draw <laughs> <laughs> um you have uh we we've spent a lot of time together in mm -hmm. what the past decade yeah probably um what in the world goes through your mind especially early on when you hear you have cancer um you know i i, I remember you heard about this uh before covid really kind of started to hit mm -hmm. uh, well it was september yeah. of the year be of no, the year after COVID had started. Well, the year after COVID. So it was March, COVID, March, April, somewhere in there, COVID had started. This was September. That's actually part of the reason my cancer got to the stage four. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I was leading to is you couldn't go in and get treated because of COVID regulations mm -hmm. and closures and stuff like that. I had a spot on my gums that was suspect. Still didn't think much of it, but I had several dentist appointments canceled because of covid and when it was small mm -hmm. when it was small and could have very well been a lot less involved mm -hmm. 
So what goes on through your mind uh, when you hear you have cancer, you've got uh, two young kids, wife, you're, you're a young guy yourself, and I think most of all for people, you're a Christian. What the heck is this cancer stuff? What like Describe what that was like, that mental... Was it a mental battle? Was it a struggle? Oh, it's been a mental battle, still continues. Um, you were actually the first person to find out, other than myself and my doctors, that I had cancer because I just happened to be texting you at mm -hmm. the time I was in the office, and I got the paper that said, hey, you're positive for this. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I guess my mind knew where I needed to go, but I wasn't there yet. I was crushed. I was upset. I was mad at God. Maybe not initially, but after, you know, the initial shock wears off. I'm like, I've got two kids at home, a wife. I had just gone through kind of a huge health thing that where I had gotten myself in a lot better shape. Um, I guess overall, I've been using the tools that have been given to me to improve my life overall, both physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and this crushed it all in one swoop. It was, it, I felt like it was all gone, and the last year of my life previous to that was gone, and I didn't know I had another year left or not. I went through a period of time where I was like, I'm not talking to God. He did this to me, and that was a rather short period of time. I had surrounded myself previous to this. I have a huge church family, people that are there that kind of reeled me back in and turned my eyes to where they really needed to be. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not going to say that every step of the way I was 100%, you know, God's got this no matter what happens. Um, but I did take solace in no matter what happened, live or die, I was going to be okay. My biggest fear has always been for my kids mm. all the way through. Because if I'm not there, I'm... A believer I believe in Jesus Christ I know where my salvation comes from I mm -hmm. I feel it's my responsibility to make sure they get there mm -hmm. how did your obviously devastating news but how because your kids are were so young at the time mm -hmm. how do you even get the words out of your mouth or does your your wife get the words out of her mouth to explain that to your kids because you and I have kids about the same mm -hmm. age almost identical age and I I can't even imagine having that conversation. Well, when I sat Henry down to tell him, because he's my oldest, he was seven, I believe, at the time. He had already known. Mm. He somehow heard a phone conversation and found out ahead of time, and that crushed me that he found out that way. And he held that in his own little head and didn't talk to anybody about it. And my daughter, who was two at the time, 
I just, she didn't understand. She just yeah. knew daddy was sick, yeah. especially after, you know, I left and came back home. Yeah. So. Yeah, because what I, um, what I was going to say after that, and I just can't imagine for Henry as somebody who obviously can, is going to remember that the rest of his life, right? Mm. And the whole experience and his experience as you went through that, obviously. How is that going to shake his faith? And obviously, you're here. You're mm-hmm. continuing that on. But I just imagine that can that can be a challenging thing for a kid that age trying to figure it out by himself. And obviously, he's got family. But, mm-hmm. yeah. As much as I was angry with God, that fear that my kids wouldn't know God also led me back to putting my faith in God to get through it Mm. and living that out loud, not only for my kids, but I've been very open that I didn't do this. I didn't beat cancer by myself. Mm -hmm. And I went to got through it without my faith. Right. Mm. Where are you at today? I am 15, 16 months clear. I have very little reason to believe there's anything wrong overall. I have one little spot that's suspect right now that they are keeping kind of a week-to-week watch on. Um, Being that there is so much damage and just everything going on in my mouth, my my shoulders in my mouth, Mm -hmm. I actually... tattoo from my shoulder is my gum tissue now wow. and uh that just makes it so hard to tell what's normal in there anymore okay. but currently i have anchors that they put in mm-hmm. um i'm waiting on one more i originally had enough but due to the radiation my jawbone died in about a one inch section and they had to cut that out okay so that with that one inch section i lost an anchor or two so they got to put that back in and then they're going to put permanent implants in but from cancer 16 months or just about 16 yep. months free so now it's uh for better uh, or i mean construction phase essentially yeah. right? get things back up and uh like you said replace the anchors things of that nature which i imagine is probably less um stressful certainly a certain amount of stress than kind of the uh, impending what cancer could could it, be it starts out that way mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that I haven't learned is how not to be so darn stubborn mm. through this whole thing. And <laughs> seems like with the surgeries I have and suing infections that, you know, I'm rub some dirt on it and walk away is kind of my attitude. And I push it too far and I've ended up in the hospital twice because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the do you, do you have to push off fear is it going to come back? Is it going to come back? How often does that enter your mind, and what do you do with it? Every day. And some days I let it take hold mm-hmm. just because some days I'm just not strong enough to push yep. it off. Some days I rub some dirt on it and walk away. But most days that actually worked to get me back to a peaceful frame of mind is I got to give it to God. And that's the only thing that works because mm-hmm. the, the time I spend to pray 
and the time I spend to focus on the gifts that I have been given is the only thing that gives me, I guess, perspective of where I've been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you look back and find reasons to be grateful for this at all? Cause I'm just, I imagine it's obviously shifted your mindset, changed your life and you know, but have you thought back on it and thankful in any way at all for what happened? Absolutely. Um, I spend a lot of time. I'm, I don't post on social media very often. It's but okay. It, I wouldn't see it. <laughs> so you're a, you're a rather healthy individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but if you were on social media, yeah. what, what specific channels would you follow? Like per chance? Well, definitely the drinking and thinking. Oh, oh okay. Anyway, you can continue. <laughs> <with your channel>. <laughs> <laughs> channel. Let's drink think. What were you saying? Um, That's how you slide it in, right? It always seems like when when I said. do post, it's after I I spend some time with God and I think about where this journey has taken me. And when I sit back and kind of step aside from the, oh, this is so horrible, this is so terrible, I know there's people watching and... I know there's people that I've worked with in the past. There's people I've gotten to church with. There's people that have watched this journey and continue to watch this journey that, one, either stop using tobacco products because we don't know that's what caused it. But I was, I did use tobacco products in my past that very did it definitely didn't help this cause. <laughs> two, there's people that are, on the fence of being a Christian or aren't Christians that I've seen at least have the question in their head of maybe he's really got something here. Mm. And for that, I'm thankful. And like I said before, the opportunity that my son got to watch where I went when things got bad and I knew I wasn't enough. Yeah. Mm. So uh, the, the, the moments, the times you were mad at God, I'm assuming it's because uh, we think that we all think that, well, if God loves me, he'll take care of me. Why would God let this happen? Those kind of a thing. I think you know, it's those, a huge thought just in the you know, world. Today, yeah, right? I, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. our, our world today, yep. you know, we're just surrounded by that's kind of how we think as mm -hmm. human beings. If God and was so, real. Yeah, if God was I real or if God loved me, why why would he let if God was powerful, he could have stopped it, but he chose not to. You know, it kind of goes through our mind. Yeah. How did you get if you're still mad at God at times or moments or a little uh how did you move past being totally mad at him and what did that transition into? Um, a lot of it's been prayer. My biggest prayer when things are bad, when I've got a spot that I'm scared about, mm -hmm. is for peace. Um, peace beyond understanding. Mm -hmm. um, I try to really focus on the fact that it's not my plan and I don't have to understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you... Um, <clears throat> I think maybe for somebody who's listening or watching and is not a Christian, okay, so you you prayed. Well, most people think of prayer as uh, hold my hands, <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep, or you know some recited thing mm -hmm. maybe they had to memorize as a kid. 
what do you mean by prayer? And you say you experience peace. Like it, this is probably an impossible question to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, can you describe what prayer looked like for you and then describe the experience or like this, this peace? What was that like? Like it's, I mean, I know your story. It's not just make believe wishful thinking. Right. But I think for people who've never experienced what you have, Mm. that can be what it sounds like. Um, there was several different ways. One, I was mad at God. So I told him, Mm -hmm. I told him exactly why I was mad. I both barrels gave him everything. Are you allowed to do that? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) He can take it, I guess. Someone pretty smart told me that. And uh, there's other times that it was just the rare moments while I was in the thick of it that I was able to make it outside. Um, Just reflecting and saying, asking the question of what the meaning is of all this. Mm -hmm. And no, I didn't hear any audible answer but there was times where it it would just maybe some of the pain would go away um i spent a lot of time alone Mm. the solitude was definitely tough to deal with especially in the hospital oh the hospital was um i think i blocked a lot of that from my memory but um even when i got home no one knows what to say, what to, yeah. you know, I'm laid up in a recliner in my bedroom with hoses coming out of me and I get a few words out and maybe doze off for a while or whatever. That's not fun for anybody, but there was times when I'd sit there in the middle of the night, especially is probably where I found my largest amount of peace is it was quiet, everybody was sleeping, there was no distractions, and I could just sit there in the dark and not even have the pictures on the walls to distract me. Mm. And even have a conversation in my head with God, asking what, what is the meaning of all this? Is there a reason for this? What, mm-hmm. where can I go with this? And like I said, I never really got audible answers and maybe someday I will. But there was always a feeling of peace when I could block everything else out and just let it go. Um, there was times I wasn't strong enough to pray myself. Um, you remember my first night home after my first surgery, there mm-hmm. was a medication mix-up that I had left the hospital on a pretty high dose of narcotics Um, a couple different ones. They sent me home with one and by mistake, about a quarter of the dose I was on in the hospital. Mm. Um, I took that first dose when I get, got home and I was probably in the worst pain I'd ever been in in my life. Mm. And we had a choice to either continue with that partial dose that barely worked or work through till the next dose time. To be able to take more and we're talking 10 11 o'clock at night here where i can't call my doctor yeah. i'm not a professional with dosing of narcotics and what it could do if we took the extra dose or any of that kind of stuff 
um, I couldn't pray myself, so I called in reinforcements. Yep. And at that time, I just kind of went numb and finally fell asleep from what my wife tells me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a pretty popular thing for us, especially Christians, even non-Christians, to ask the question, why? What's your purpose in this? Christians ask all the time, what's your purpose? God, what are you doing? And uh, I, have, I have kind of a different philosophy of that in my own life. I've never been through cancer. But the things I have been through, or my, my daughter just lost a baby just a, a few weeks ago. And uh, so many Christians would say, don't worry, God, had, God has a good reason. Almost like God did this. And uh, I think God can. I just don't believe it would be very, very, very often. And uh, I, I, believe, I have a belief of we're always looking for a reason that God is doing something. But really, most of the time, God has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a broken, sinful, uh, bacteria-filled, destructive world and culture. And just everything about our world is broken and fallen. And therefore, these things affect even Christians. They affect Mm -hmm. us. So God doesn't have a plan. But I believe with all my heart, God can walk through with us through everything that happens to us because of the brokenness of our world. I also think that it's it's often when things are going bad that we look to blame God. But very rarely do we hear like just people Mm -hmm. in general say, oh, my gosh. God's working a miracle in my life. You wouldn't believe this. <laughs> well, you know what? God has been so good. I've been 36 years without cancer. Exactly. I was just yeah. thinking, it's like, you know, we, we don't thank God for that because maybe there are some things you said, you know, I believe, and I agree with you. I believe God can step in and I believe he does step in uh, to still work miracles in this earth and in this life. And um, I don't think we notice those clearly as much mm-hmm. as when obviously we go through things like cancer mm-hmm. or the, the loss of a baby. Um, you know, those things seem to wreck us, and that's where we start asking why. Uh, but we never ask ourselves, why, God, you give me such a great life? Yeah. <laughs> well, Why was I born in America yeah. in the mid-1980s and Wasn't the most prosperous there nation in country time? song about that? Why me, Lord? Why have all these blessings happened to me? Wasn't there a country a song? Dylan song? Yeah, I was gonna say no, a country no? song. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe why a country me, pop Lord? song. Why have all these blessings happened to me? Anyway, okay. Well, and to that point, it, God didn't do this to me. Doesn't mean he can't use it. Yeah. No. I think he will use everything for his glory, even though he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. He will use us Christians living through a fallen, broken world and experiencing brokenness. But if our faith is in him, he will use everything uh, for us and for his glory. Mm-hmm. He just will. Yeah. We had, um, we had a guest on here a while ago at this point now, Johnny, you know, mm-hmm. Johnny and, yeah. and his story with losing mm-hmm. their son to, to stillbirth. And in that conversation, we just kind of talked about like, Hey man, aren't you glad you had a relationship with God beforehand and not trying to, to like, find God in the middle of a tragedy sort of thing. What would you say about that? I mean, how long had had you been a Christian before? What did your previous experience and growing in your own relationship with God, like how did that 
prepare you for dealing with cancer one time again the the fear of i don't know what this spot is right mm-hmm. now how did how did that help or change or um that was definitely 100% paramount i mean i grew up in a christian in parentheses family i guess i mm-hmm. could say um they, they believe in jesus but they weren't practicing okay um there wasn't a whole lot of group collection there wasn't a whole lot of prayer shown in the household but outright prayer anyway Mm -hmm. um it wasn't until my son my wife was pregnant with my son that we really started saying hey we got to get serious about finding a home to not just be a christian but be a stronger christian and from about 2011 all the way till 2020, every step that we had from walking into a church and, yeah, okay, we could go here to starting to serve to running a small group to the friendships we made, the relationships we had, the people that we've met, all of that worked into being able to survive both mentally and physically and come out on the other side and I guess just continue to heal. What you said earlier when you were in so much pain, I've been there in so mm. much pain and uh, I, I would concur. I can't pray. I can't connect with God when I am in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true emotionally, physically, you know, these, these things that happen to people and then they try to find God. I think when we're under so much stress, that is not a good time to be looking for God. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's going to be tougher. Have, yes. Yeah. And it's having the people that when you can't connect, mm-hmm. can connect for you. Yes. Because there's all kinds of people that consider themselves Christian, and they very well are, mm-hmm. um, that don't have that community to mm-hmm. help them through to the tough times mm-hmm. and 100% without my village without my community I wouldn't have made it mm-hmm. I would also say you should give yourself some credit too I mean you and I have talked briefly about this but I know and you kind of mentioned it too you you put a lot of work in just to get yourself in a healthier position Obviously, before cancer came Not in. Not knowing this was down <laughs> yeah. the line. But like all the work put in there, also the mental fortitude to deal with it, what you had to deal with through the cancer mm-hmm. and continue today, the physical uh, nature of what you did with. I mean, that's challenging to deal with all a lot on your own, too, like you mentioned. So, yeah, it's the village around you. It's God doing work in your life. It's your family. But you deserve a lot of that credit, too, because you went through it. I wasn't alone, though. Hmm. There wasn't. One time in that whole journey, whether I was physically by myself or I had a group of people around me that I was ever alone, hmm. whether I was willing to accept <laughs> that I had help there with me or not, mm-hmm. no matter if I was F this, F that, get away from me, you did this to me or not, God was still there, no matter what I said to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Amen. 
you uh you you mentioned response to one of chris's questions earlier that you're you're not thankful for cancer but thankful of some of the things that have come out of that for somebody who who might be listening as dealing with it themselves maybe a family member what uh what would you say to them what kind of encouragement would you give them what would you challenge them to do that's a tough one because when you're in the midst of it when you're in the thick of it you don't want to hear the happy stuff mm. a lot of times you're like yeah easy for you to say i'm laying here trying mm-hmm. not to toss what i can't eat out mm-hmm. and you know, in my case, my mouth was burnt up from the radiation, and <clears throat> there just really isn't any earthly advice that I could think of that I was given as that got me through. Um, as someone who's a caretaker, or if you have a friend that gets cancer, no matter how much it sucks, go see him. Whether it's for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, go sit with them, go see them. Uh, If you're both believers or if you're even just a believer, pray with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the solitude was a really tough part of the journey. Everything else was hard enough, but the solitude was, Mm -hmm. was rough. The my you know life went on my wife still had to work i wasn't able to my kids still had to go to school my daughter went to work with my wife because mm-hmm. i couldn't keep her at home she was two years old i wasn't i couldn't take care of myself let yeah. alone take care of her and i spent a lot of time just by myself mm-hmm. so uh, what you would say is even though you don't know what to say because that's that's people's biggest fear Hey, I I, want to go see my friend or a relative, but I don't know what to say. Say, go see him anyway is what Mm -hmm. you would say. Go see him not knowing what to say. Go see him. Don't say anything. Just go see him. (laughs) And it's not easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy for the friends that did come around Mm -hmm. to see me in that condition. But Mm -hmm. go see him. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. Mm Wow. Wow. You got to, it. I mean, you're like, like you said, you're 15, 16 months looking good, but you're not a hundred percent totally in the clear. I mean, you still yeah. got, yeah, I mean, you, you will be for quite some time with six months checkups and mm-hmm. yearly checkups and five year checkups. I imagine that's always going to kind of be in the back of your mind of what if it comes back? So it's not like a totally... Oh look, the fairy tale ended <laughs> yeah. with the you know getting the castle. Like there's still some legitimate worries and fears, uh, but you 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 can tell me you feel like uh, you can get through it. I'll make it through. Um, if not on my own strength, I've got my village still. Um, I've got an incredibly strong wife, who is also a strong Christian. Mm-hmm. And through everything, no matter what happens, I'll make it through, and a way will be made for my children. And if it so happens that I'm done, I guess I'm done, and I won't have cancer anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's certainly a way to look at it. Hmm. Hey, I appreciate you having on. I mean, this is awesome. That thank you for sharing mm-hmm. the story today too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Glad to be here and glad to share it, and <clears throat> hopefully, it helps someone else who's going through the journey. That the biggest thing is, it's okay to be mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know from all you know. You mentioned mm-hmm. social media before. I know from all your posts that I've you know read over the past two years. That's kind of always been on your mind or on your heart. Like, listen, if 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 this cancer will help me reach one more person to help them discover mm-hmm. God, that's that's the goal, right? I mean, that is that's been it your is. goal. That's it is a coping mechanism of sorts. That sure, this meant something. Yep, this wasn't just a disease that made me sick, and at least some way it was used. Mm-hmm. And that's been our prayer from the beginning, and. Between trust and the fact that God will use this is two of the hugest things that got me through. Cool. Yep. Well, Good stuff. Cheers to 16 months. Yep. <laughs> Let's do this Next again Next two sometime. years. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then five. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's do this again. Uh, I'm done. That was a good cocktail. Hey, out of, uh, out of 10. One to 10. What would you rate it? I think we talked about doing this before. Yeah. And then we kind of got away from steps, it. Yeah. We're going to try and get back into it. I would soul. say a seven or eight. Seven or eight? Well, high, yeah. That's pretty high yeah. for a foamy mm-hmm. drink. <laughs> well, you notice I haven't drank <laughs> any of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Also, I'd at give what it an point eight. Did... It'd be a, like, a, like I said, a really good after dinner type. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd give this a nine. <laughs> Golly, you're yeah. just so infatuated. I'd... <laughs> Sours are uh, apparently yeah. mm-hmm. my jam. Listen, uh, a good scotch, just a touch of ice is a 10 for me. Okay, this so is this. A seven. Is it okay. Seven, eight. Solid. Solid. All yeah. good grades. So Very good. Yeah. You, should ma- you should make this cocktail and uh, follow us on the website, follow us on YouTube, podcast, socials, all that sort of stuff. As a guy who just needs to ask, just because I'm curious in general. Yes. Uh, how, how would you find our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me explain. We are on Apple Podcasts. Got we're it. on Google Podcasts. I didn't know that was a thing. That is a thing. Okay. We're on Spotify right. with our podcast. And we host our podcast through a platform called Anchor. So we're on Anchor as well. If you want to sponsor us, Anchor, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, just search Drinking and Thinking and then look for our logo. Okay. Same thing on YouTube. Yep. And then on all the socials, it's at Let's Drink Think. So, for your friend. Yeah, yeah. And just for my friend, if you wanted yeah. to watch in multiple ways, he could just go to Let's Drink Think.com and just click the link somewhere. Yes. Right? Okay, cool. Correct. Okay, I have a friend. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't have a computer? <laughs> what's, a, what's a podcast? <laughs> it's this, but like if you were blind. No video. No video. Yeah, no video. Just, just audio. audio. Listening. It's like audio. talk radio sort okay. of stuff. That's, that's yeah. that. But no radio and just a lot. I'll of let him know. Our friendship meet. <laughs> a tablet means something totally different to him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Well, anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in for this episode. We'll see you next time. Uh, cheers. Cheers.